He's just a guy. Yeah, he's only one guy. But you're tuned on in on your radio to Jazz Man Josh's one man theater show. He's just a guy. Yeah, he's just a guy. But you're tuned on in on your radio to Jazz Man Josh's one man theater show. I'm just a guy. I said I'm only one guy. Oh, but you're tuned on in on your radio to my one-man theater show. Yeah. Good evening, folks. I am your host, Jazzman Josh, with today's episode of the Jazzman Josh One-Man Theater Show. Now, where we had left off previously was at the end of uh, Act 1, going right into Act 2. Um, Romeo and Juliet had met, and this is where they had just realized that they are actually enemies uh, from the houses of Capulet and Montague, respectively. So, without further ado, let's get right back into it. Now old desire doth in his deathbed lie, and young affection gapes to his to be his heir. That fair for which love groaned for and would die, with tender Juliet matched, is now not fair. Now Romeo is beloved and loves again, alike bewitched by the charm of looks. But to his foe supposed he must complain, and she steal love's sweet bait from fearful hooks. Being held a foe, he may not have access to breathe such vows as lovers used to swear. And she as much in love, her means much less. To meet her new beloved anywhere, but passion leads them power, lends them power. Time means to meet tempering extremities with extreme sweet. Enter Romeo. Can I go forward when my heart is here? Turn back, dull earth, and find thy center out. He climbs the wall and leaps down within it. Enter Benvolio and Marcuccio. Romeo, my cousin Romeo! He is wise, and, on my lie, hath stolen him home to bed. He ran this wag and leaped this orchard wall. Call, good Marcuccio. Nay, I'll conjure too. Romeo, humors, madman, passion, lover. Appear thou in the likeness of a sigh. Speak but one rhyme, and I am satisfied. Cry but a me, pronounce but love and dove. Speak to my gossip Venus one fair word, one nickname for her purblind son and heir, young Adam Cupid, he that shot so trim when King Capetua loved the beggar maid. He heareth not, he stirreth not, he moveth not. The ape is dead, and I must conjure him. I conjure thee by Rosaline's bright eyes, by her high forehead and her scarlet lip, by her fine foot, straight leg, and quivering thigh, and the demenses that there adjacent lie. 
that in thy likeness thou appear to us. And if he hear thee, thou wilt anger him. This cannot anger him. Twould anger him to raise a spirit in his mistress's circle. Of some strange nature, letting it there stand till she had laid it and conjured it down, that were some spite my invocation is fair and honest and in his mistress's name. I conjure only but to raise him up. Come, he hath hid himself among these trees, to be consorted with the humorous knight. Blind is his love, and best befits the dark. If love be blind, love cannot hit the mark. Now, will he sit under a meddler tree, and wish his mistress were that kind of fruit? As maids call meddlers when they laugh alone. Romeo, that she were, oh, that she were. And open at Ketera, thou a pauper in pair. Romeo, good night. I'll to my truckle bed. This field bed is too cold for me to sleep. Come, shall we go? Go, then, where tis in vain to seek him here that means not to be found. Exit. Enter Romeo. He jests at scars that never felt a wound. Juliet appears above at a window. But soft, what light through yonder window breaks? It is the east, and Juliet is the sun. Arise, fair sun, and kill the env envious moon, who is already sick and pale with grief. That thou her maid art far more fair than she. Be not her maid, since she is envious. Her vestal livery is but sick and green, and none but fools do wear it. Cast it off. It is my lady. Oh, it is my love. Oh, that she knew she were. She speaks, yet she says nothing. What of that? Her eye discourses. I will answer it. I am too bold. Tis not to me she speaks. Two of the fairest stars in all the heaven, having some business, do entreat her eyes to twinkle in their spheres till they return. What if her eyes were there? They in her head. The brightness of her cheek would shame those stars. As daylight doth a lamp, her eyes in heaven would through the airy regions stream so bright that birds would sing and think it were not night? See how she leans her cheek upon her hand. Oh, that I were a glove upon that hand, that I might touch that cheek. I, me, she speaks. Oh, speak again, bright angel, for thou art as glorious to this night, being o'er my head, as is a winged messenger of peace, of heaven, Unto the white upturned wondering eyes of mortals that fall back to gaze on him. When he bestrides the lady pacing clouds, lazy pacing clouds, and sails upon the bosom of the air. Oh, Romeo, Romeo, wherefore art thou Romeo? Deny thy father and refuse thy name. Or, if thou wilt not, be but sworn, my love, and I'll no longer be a Capulet. Shall I hear more, or shall I speak at this? Tis but thy name that is my enemy. Thou art thyself, thou not a Montague. What's Montague? It is nor hand, nor foot, nor arm, nor face, nor any other part belonging to a man. Oh, be some other name. What's in a name, that which we call a rose, by any other name would smell as sweet? So Romeo would, were he not Romeo called, retain that dear perfection which he owes. Without that title, Romeo, doff thy name. And for that name which is no part of thee, take all myself. I take thee at thy word. Call me but love, and I'll be new baptized. Henceforth, I never will be Romeo. 
What man art thou that thus be screened in night? So stumblest on my counsel? By a name. I know not how to tell thee who I am. My name, dear saint, is hateful to myself, because it is an enemy to thee. Had I it written, I would tear the word. My ears have not yet drunk a hundred words of that tongue's utterance, yet I know the sound. Art thou not Romeo and a Montague? Neither, fair saint, if either thee dislike. How camest thou hither? Tell me, and wherefore? The orchard walls are high and hard to climb, and the place death, considering who thou art, if any of my kinsmen find thee here. With love's light wings did I o'erperch these walls, for stony limits cannot hold love out, and what love can do that dares love attempt, therefore thy kinsmen are no let to me. If they do, if they do see thee, they will murder thee. Alack, there lies more peril in thine eye than twenty of their swords. Look thou but sweet, and I am proof against their enmity. I would not for the world they saw thee here. I have night's cloak to hide me from their sight. And but thou love me, let them find me here. My life were better ended by their hate than death prorogued wanting of thy love. By whose direction found'st thou, thou out this place? By love, who first did prompt me to inquire. He lent me counsel, and I lent him eyes. I am no pilot, yet, wert thou as far as that vast shore washed with the farthest sea, I would adventure for such merchandise. Thou notes the mask of night is on my face, else would a maiden blush be paint my cheek, for that which thou hast heard me speak tonight. Fain would I dwell on form, fain, fain deny. Would I have spoke but farewell compliment, dost thou love me? I know, wilt say I, and I will take thy words. Yet if thou swearest, thou mayst prove false at lovers' perjuries. Then, say, Jove laughs, O gentle Romeo, if thou dost love, pronounce it faithfully, or if thou thinkst I am too quickly won, I'll frown and be perverse and say thee nay, so thou wilt woo, but else not for the world. In truth, fair Montague, I am too fond, and therefore... Thou mayst think my, my heavier light, but trust me, gentlemen, I'll prove more true than those that have more cunning to be strange. I should have been more strange, I must confess, but that thou hurtst, or I was aware, my true love's passion, therefore pardon me, and not impute this yielding to light love, which the dark night hath so discovered. Lady, by yonder blessed moon I swear, that tips with silver all these fruit tree tops, Swear not by the moon, the inconstant moon, that monthly changes in her circled orb, lest that thy love prove likewise variable. What shall I swear by? Do not swear at all. Or, if thou wilt, swear by thy gracious self, which is the god of my idol dream, and I'll believe thee. If my heart, dear love. Well, do not swear, although I joy in thee, I have no joy of this contract tonight, and is too rash. Too unadvised, too sudden, too like the lightning, which doth cease to be. Ere one can say, it lightens. Sweet, good night, this bud of love, thy summer's ripening breath, may prove a beautatious flower when next we meet. Good night, good night, as sweet repose and rest, come to thy heart as that within my breast. Oh, wilt thou leave me so unsatisfied? What satisfaction canst thou have tonight? The exchange of thy love's faithful vow for mine. 
I gave thee mine before thou didst request it, and yet I would it were to give again. Wouldst thou withdraw it? For what purpose, love? But to be frank and give it thee again, and yet I wish but for the thing I have. My bounty is as boundless as the sea, my love as deep. The more I give to thee, the more I have, for both are infinite. Nurse calls within. I hear some noise within. Dear love, adieu. Anon, good nurse, sweet Montague, be true. Stay but a little, I will come again. Exit above. Oh, blessed, blessed night, I am afeard. Being in night, all this is but a dream. Too flattering sweet to be substantial. Re-enter Juliet above. Three words, dear Romeo, and good night indeed. If that thy bent of love be honorable, thy purpose marriage, send me word to-morrow, by one that I'll procure to come to thee, where and what time thou wilt perform the rite, and all my fortunes at thy foot I'll lie, and follow thee, my lord, throughout the world. Within. Madam! I come, Hedon, but if thou meanst not well, I do beseech thee, Madam! By and by I come to seize thy suit and leave me to my grief. Tomorrow I will send. So thrive my soul. A thousand times good night. Exit above. A thousand times the worse to want thy light. Love goes toward love as schoolboys from their books. But love from love toward school with heavy looks. Retiring. Re-enter Juliet. Above. Hist! Romeo, hist! Oh, for a falconer's voice, to lure this tassel gentle back again. Bondage is a horse, and may not speak aloud. Else would I tear the cave where Echo lies, and make her airy tongue more hoarse than mine, with repetition of my Romeo's name. It is my soul that calls upon my name. How silver sweet sound lovers' tongues by night, like softest music to attending ears. Romeo! My dear? At what o'clock tomorrow shall I send to thee? At the hour of nine. I will not fail. Tis twenty years till then. I forgot why I did call thee back. Let me stand here till thou remember it. I shall forget to have thee still stand there, remembering how I love thy company. And I'll still stay to have thee not still forget, forgetting any other home but this. Tis almost morning. I would have thee gone, and yet no further than a wanton's bird. Who lets it hop a little from her hand, like a poor prisoner in his twisted gyves, and with a silk thread plucks it back again, so loving, jealous of his liberty? I would I were thy bird. Sweet, so would I, and I should kill thee with much cherishing. Good night, good night. Parting is such sweet sorrow that I shall say good night till it be morrow. Exit above. Sleep dwell upon thine eyes. Peace in thy breast, would I were sleep in peace, so sweet to rest. Hence I will, I will to my ghostly father's cell, his help to crave, and my dear hap to help. Exit. Enter Friar Lawrence. Actually, now is the time for a booth play. I totally lied to you guys. I'm so sorry. <clears throat> Yes, um, at the 15-minute marker, they require a sleeper, sweeper and a liner. Here we go. You're listening to WCVF 88.9 FM. The Voice, the Voice of Fredonia.
And this is WCVF, the campus and community voice of Fredonia. I would be lying if I said that was the end of this break, but it is actually time for a booth play. As is my custom to break the fourth wall of radio broadcasting. All right, and we are back. Once again, you are listening to WCVF 88.9 FM, the campus and community voice of Fredonia. I'm your host, Jazzman Josh, with the Jazzman Josh One Man Theater Show. And where we left off was Friar Lawrence's Cell. Enter Friar Lawrence with a basket. The gray-eyed morn smiles on the frowning night, checkering the eastern clouds with streaks of light, and fleck darkness is like a drunkard reels. From fourth day's path and Titan's fiery wheels, now, ere the sun advances burning eye, the day to cheer and night's dank dew to dry. I must upfill this osier cage of ours with baleful weeds and precious juiced flowers. The earth, that's nature's mother, is her tomb. What is her burying grave that is her womb? And from her womb, children of driver's kind, we, sucking on her natural bosom, find many, for many virtues excellent, none but for some and yet all different. Oh, Mikul is the powerful grace that lies in herbs, plants, stones, and their true qualities. For not so vile that on the earth doth live, but to the earth some special good doth give. Nor aught so good, but strayed from that fair use, revolts from true birth, stumbling on abuse. Virtue itself turns vice, being misapplied, and vice sometimes by action dignified. Within the infant rind of this small flower, poison hath residence and medicine power. For this, being smelt, with that part cheers each part, being tasted, slays all senses with the heart. Two such opposed kings encamp them still, in man as well as herbs, grace and rude will. And where the worser's predominant, full soon the canker death eats up that plant. Good morrow, father. Benedicit, what early tongue so sweet saluteth me? Young son, it argues a, a distempered head, so soon to bid good morrow to thy bed. Care keeps his watch in every old man's eye. And where care lodges, sleep will never lie. But where unbruised youth with unstuffed brain doth couch his limbs, there golden sheep doth reign. Therefore, thy earliness doth me assure, thou art uproused by some distemperature. Or if not so, then here I hit it right, our Romeo hath not been in bed tonight. That last is true, a sweeter rest it was mine. God, pardon sin! Was thou with, with Rosaline? With Rosaline, my ghostly father? No, I have forgot that name, and that name's woe. That's my good son, but where hast thou been then? I'll tell thee, ere thou askest me again, I have been feasting with mine enemy, for on a sudden one hath wounded me. That's by me wounded, both our remedies, within thy help and that holy physic lies. I bear no hatred, blessed man, for, lo, my intercession likewise steads my foe. Be plain, good son, and homely in thy drift. Riddling confession finds but riddling shrift. 
then plainly know my heart's love is dear. <sighs> is my, 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 my heart's dear love is set on that fair daughter of rich Capulet, as mine on hers, so hers is set on mine. And all combined, save what thou must combine, by holy marriage, when and where and how, we met, we wooed, and made expression of vow. I'll tell thee as we pass, but this I pray, that thou consent to marry us today. Holy Saint Francis, what a change is here! Is Rosaline, whom thou didst love so dear, is so soon forsaken? Young men's love then lies, not truly in their hearts, but in their eyes. Jesu Maria, what a deal of brine! Hath that washed thy sallow cheeks for Rosaline? How much salt water thrown away in waste to season love that of it doth not taste? The sun not yet thy sighs from heaven clears, thy old groans ring yet in my ancient ears. Lo, here upon thy cheek the stain doth sit of an old tear that is not washed off yet. If e'er thou wast thyself and these woes shine, thou and these woes were all for Rosaline. And art thou changed? Pronounce this sentence then. Women may fall, but there's no strength in men. Thou chidst me oft for loving, Rosaline. For doting, not for loving, pupil mine. And bad'st me bury love. Not in a grave, to lay one in, another out to have. I pray thee, chide not, she whom I love now doth grace for grace, and love for love allow. The other did not so. Oh, she knew well. Thy love did read by rote and could not spell. But come, young waverer, come, go with me. In one respect I'll thy assistant be, for this alliance may so happy prove to turn your household's rancor to pure love. Oh, let us hence I stand on sudden haste. Wisely and slow, they stumble that run fast. Scene four, a street. Enter Benvolio and Mercutio. Where the devil should this Romeo be? Came he not home tonight? Not to his father's. I spoke with his man. Ah, that same pale, hard-hearted wench, that Rosaline, torments him so that he will sure run mad. Tybalt, the kinsman of old Capulet, hath sent a letter to his father's house. A challenge on my life. Romeo will answer it. Any man that can write may answer a letter. Nay, he will answer the letter's master how he dares being dared. Alas, poor Romeo, he is already dead, stabbed with a white wench's black eye, shot through the ear with a love song of the very pin of his heart cleft with the blind bow boy's butt shaft and his be a man to encounter Tybalt. What? What is Tybalt? More than Prince of Cats, I can tell you. Oh, he is the courageous captain of compliments. He fights as you sing prick song, keeps time, distance, and proportion. Rest me his min minimum rest. One, two, and the third in your bosom, the very butcher of a silk button, a duelist, a duelist, a gentleman of the very first house, of the first and second cause. Oh, the immortal Posado, the punto reverso, the high... The what? The pox of such antic lisping, affecting fantasios. Fantasticos, these new tuners of accents, by Jesu, a very good blade, a very tall man, a very good 
promiscuous woman. Why is not this a lamentable thing, grandsire, that we should be thus afflicted with these strange flies, these fashion of fashion mongers, these paradonomies, who stand so much on the new form that they cannot at ease on the old bench? Oh, their bones, their bones. Enter Romeo. Here comes Romeo! Here comes Romeo! Without his row, like a dried herring, flesh, flesh, now art thou fishified. Now is he for that numbers that Petrarch followed in. Laura to his lady was but a kitchen wench. Mary, she had a better love to be rhymer. D Dido a dowdy, Cleopatra a gypsy, Helen and hero Gild Hildings and harlot. <clears throat> this be a gray, I or so, but not to the purpose. Signor Romeo, bonjour. There's a French salutation to your French slop. You gave us the counterfeit fairly last night. Good morrow to you. Good morrow to you both. What, what what counterfeit did I give you? The ship, sir. The slip. Can you not conceive? Pardon, good Mercutio. My business was great, and in such a case as mine, a man may strain courtesy. That's as much as to say, such a case as yours constrains a man to bow in the hands. Meaning to curtsy. Thou hast most kindly hit it. A most courteous exposition. Nay. And I am the very pink of courtesy. Pink for a flower. Right. Why, then, is my pump well flowered? Well said. Follow me this jest now till thou hast worn out thy pump, that when the single soul of it is worn, the jest may remain after the wearing soul singular. Oh, single soul jest, solely singular for the singleness. Come between us, good Benvolio, my wits faint. Switch and spurs, switch and spurs, or I'll cry a match. Nay, if thy wits run the wild goose chase, I have done, for thou hast more of the wild goose in one of thy wits than I am sure I have in my whole five. Was I with you there for the goose? Thou wast never with me for anything that thou wast not there for the goose. I will bite thee by the ear for that jest. Nay, nay, good goose, bite not. Thy wit is a very bitter sweeting, is a most sharp sauce. And is not well served into a sweet goose? Oh, here's a wit of chevril that stretches from an inch narrow to an L broad. I stretch it out for that word broad, which added to the goose proves thee far and wide a broad goose. Why, is not this better now than groaning for love? Now art thou sociable, now art thou Romeo, now art thou what thou art, by art as well as by nature. For this driveling love is like a great natural that runs lolling up and down to hide his bauble in a hole. Stop there! Stop there! Thou desirest me to stop in my tail against the hair? Thou wouldst else have made thy tail large. Oh, thou art deceived. I would have made it short, for I was come to the whole depth of my tail, and meant indeed to occupy the argument no longer. Here's goodly gear. Enter Nurse and Peter. A sail! A sail! Two! Two! A shirt and a smock! Peter! And on? My fan, Peter! Good Peter, to hide her face, for her fan's the fairer face. Good ye, good morrow, gentlemen. Good ye, good den, fair gentlewoman. Is it a good den? Tis no less, I tell you, for the body hand of the dial is now upon the prick of noon. Out upon you! What a man are you? One, gentlewoman, that God hath made for himself to mar. By my troth, it is well said. 
for himself tomorrow? Quoth the gentleman, can any of you tell me where I may find their young Romeo? I can tell you, but young Romeo will be older when you have found him than he was when you sought him. I am the youngest of that name, for fault of a worse. You say well. Yeah, is the worst well? Very well took, I faith. Wisely, wisely. If you be he, sir, I desire some confidence with you. She will indict him to some supper. A bod, a bod, a bod. So ho. What hast thou found? No hair, sir, unless a hair, sir, is a Lenten pie. That is something stale, and nor a hair it be spent. Mercutio sings. An old hair whore, an old hair whore, is very good meat in Lent, but a hair that is whore is too much for a score, when it whore's hair it be spent. Romeo, will you come to your father's? Well, to dinner, thither. I follow you. Farewell, ancient lady, farewell. Lady, lady, lady. Exit Mercutio and Benvolio. Mary, farewell, I pray to you, sir. What saucy merchant was this that was so full of his ropery? A gentleman, nurse, that loves to hear himself talk and will speak more in a minute than he will stand to in a month. And to speak anything against me, I'll take him down and a word lustier than he is and twenty such jacks, and if I cannot, I'll find those that shall. Scurvy knave, I am none of his flirt gills. I am none of his skeins, mates, and thou must stand by too and suffer every knave to use me at his pleasure. I saw no man use you at pleasure. If I had my weapon, it should quickly have come out. I warrant you, I dare draw as soon as another man if I see occasion in a good quarrel and the law on my side. Now, before God, I am so vexed that every part about me quivers. Scurvy knave, pray you, sir, a word. As I told you, my young lady bade you inquire me out. What she bade me say, I will keep to myself. But first let me tell you, if he should lean her into a fool's paradise, as they say, it were a very gross kind of behavior, as they say, for the gentlewoman is young. And therefore, if you should deal trouble with her, surely it were an ill thing to be offered to any gentlewoman, and very weak dealing. Now, as Nurse continues to chew Romeo out, it is time for another one of those awesome breaks that we have, uh... Very, very nice. It is time for a promo. You can't get enough of WCVF 88.9, can you? Well, in that case, you should check us out on the Fredonia Radio YouTube channel. We upload some of our weekly shows as well as some exclusive content. Listen to the new stuff as well as the old. Search Fredonia Radio on YouTube and subscribe now. Hey, thanks for listening to WCVF 88.9 FM, the campus and community voice of Fredonia. Stay tuned for more music, news, and entertainment. All right, folks, and we're back. Um, I have a very special announcement for this spooky month. This is a, a promo for the honors, the Fredonia Honors Club's uh, ghost hunt, which will be happening tomorrow night at the Dunkirk Historical Lighthouse. It will uh, be from 9 o'clock to 10 o'clock. Admission is $20 per person, with only about 15 spaces left. If you are interested in joining, please email gerber at fredonia.edu. You need not be an honor student to join, but you must be able to provide your own transportation. Again, if you are interested in, in participating in the ghost hunt at the Dunkirk Historical Lighthouse, please email gerber at fredonia.edu. Now, 
Where were we? Oh, that's right. Uh, the n- nurse was chewing Romeo's heads off. Uh, back to that. <laughs> <laughs> nurse, commend me to thy lady and mistress. I protest unto thee. Good heart and I faith. I will tell her as much. Lord, Lord, she'll be a joyful woman. What wilt thou tell her, nurse? Thou dost not mark me. I will tell her, sir, that you do protest, which, as I take it, is a gentlemanlike offer. Bid her devise some means to come to Shrift this afternoon, and there she shall, at Friar Lawrence's cell, be shrived and married. Here is for thy pains. No, truly, sir, not a penny. Go to, I say you shall. This afternoon, sir? Well, she shall be there. And stay, good nurse, behind the abbey wall. Within this hour, my man shall be with thee and bring thee cords made like a tackled stair, which to the high top gallant of my joy must be my convoy in the secret night. Farewell, be trusty, and I'll quit thy pains. Farewell, commend me to thy mistress. Now God in heaven bless thee. Hark you, sir. What sayest thou, my dear nurse? Is your man secret? Did you ne'er hear say? Two may keep counsel, putting one away. I warrant thee, my man's as true as steel. Well, sir, my mistress is the sweetest lady, lord. Lord, when t'was a little prating thing, oh, there is a nobleman in town, one Paris that would fain lay knife aboard, but she, good soul, had his life see a toad, a very toad, as see him. I anger her sometimes and tell her that Paris is the properer man, but I'll warrant you, when I say so, she looks as pale as any cloud in the personal world. Doth not Rosemary and Romeo begin both with a letter? Aye, nurse, what of that? Both with an R. Ah, mocker, that's the dog's name. R's for the... No, I know it begins with some other letter, and she hath the prettiest sensitiveness of, of you and Rosemary, that it would do you good to hear it. Command me to thy lady. Aye, a thousand times. Exit Romeo. Peter! What, man? Peter, take my fan and go before in the pace. Exit. Enter Juliet at Capulet's Orchard. The clock struck nine when I did send the nurse. In half an hour she promised to return. Perchance she cannot meet him. That's not so. Oh, she's lame. Love's herald should be thoughts, which ten times faster glide than the sun's beams, driving back shadows over lowering hills. Therefore, do nimble pinion to doves draw love, and though it pour, hath the wind swift cupid wings. Now is the sun upon the highmost hill of this day's journey, and from nine twelve out till to nine till twelve is three long hours. Yet she's not come. Had she affections and warm youthful blood, she would be as swift in motion as a ball. My words would bandy her to my sweet love, and hiss to me. But old folks, many fain as they were dead, unwieldy, slow, heavy, and pale as lead. Oh, God, she comes! Enter Nurse and Peter. Oh, honey nurse, what news? Hast thou met with him? Send thy man away. Peter, stay at the gate. Exit Peter. And would you believe it or not, it has been 
but not much time, and now we must go into another booth play. Isn't that fantastic? <clears throat> And this is WCVF, the campus and community voice of Fredonia. All right, folks. And we are back. Um, you are listening to 88.9 WCVF, uh, WCVF 88.9 FM, the campus and community voice of Fredonia. And as the FCC requires, it is time for me to read a grapevine. <clears throat> this Sunday, October 23rd, check out Nia Jones' senior percussion recital at 4 o'clock at Rausch Recital Hall. She will be performing Side by Side, I've Never Been in Love Before, and many awesome, other awesome pieces. In Side by Side, Nia will be playing several instruments all at once. Again, that'll be Nia Jones's senior percussion recital at 4 o'clock p.m. at Rausch Recital Hall. And with that, let's get back into the show. No, good sweet nurse, oh Lord, why looks thou sad? Thou, though news be sad, yet tell them merrily... If good, thou shamest the music of sweet news by playing it to me with so sour a face. I am a-weary. Give me leave a while. Fie, how my bones ache. What a jaunt have I had. I would thou hadst my bones and I, I thy news. Nay, come, I pray thee. Speak, good, good nurse, speak. Jesu, what haste. Can you not stay a while? Do you not see that I am out of breath? How art thou out of breath, when thou hast breath, to say to me that thou art out of breath? These cues that thou dost not, dost make is this delay, is longer than the tale dost, thou dost excuse. Is thy news good, or bad? Answer to that. Say either, and I'll stay, stay in the circumstance. Let me be satisfied. Is't good, or bad? Well, you have made a simple choice. You know not how to choose a man. Romeo. No, not he. Oh, his... His, 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 his. <clears throat> My apologies. <clears throat> where, 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 where was I? Oh, yeah. <clears throat> well, you have made a simple choice. You know not how to choose a man. Romeo. No, not he. Though his face be better than any man's, yet his leg excels all men's, and for a hand and a foot and a body, though they be not to be talked on, yet they are past compare. He is not the flower of courtesy. But I'll warrant him as gentle as a lamb. Go thy ways, wench. Serve God. What, have you dined at home? No, no. But all this did I know before. What says he of our marriage? What of that? Lord, how my head aches. What a head have I. It beats as it would fall in twenty pieces. My back all to the other side. Oh, my back, my back. Be shrew your heart for sending me about to catch my death with jaunting up and down. I faith, I'm sorry that thou art not well. Sweet, sweet nurse, sweet nurse, tell me, what says my love? Your love says, like an honest gentleman, and a courteous, and kind, and a handsome, and I warrant a virtuous. Where is your mother? Where? Where is my mother? Why, she is within. Where, where, where should she be? How oddly thou replies. 
Your love says, like an honest gentleman, where is your mother? Oh, good ladies, dear. Are you so hot, Mary? Come up, I trow. Is this the poultice for my aching bones? Henceforth, do you do your messages yourself. Here's such a coil. Come, what says Romeo? Have you got leave to go to shrift so day? I have. Then hie you hence to Friar Lawrence's cell. There stay as a husband to make you a wife. Now comes the wanton blood up in your cheeks. He'll be in scarlet straight at any news. Hie you to church, I must another way. To fetch a ladder by the which your love must climb a bird's nest soon when it is dark. I am the drudge and toil in your delight. But you shall bear the burden soon at night. Go, I'll to dinner. Hie you to the cell. Hide high fortune. Honest nurse, farewell. Exit. Scene six, Friar Lawrence's cell. Enter Friar Lawrence and Romeo. So I smiled the heavens upon this holy act, and after hours with sorrow chide us not? Amen, amen. But come what sorrow can, it cannot countervail the exchange of joy that one short minute gives me in her sight. Do, do thou but close our hands with holy words, then, love devouring death, do what he dare. It is enough, I may but call her mine. These violent delights have violent ends, and in their triumph die like fire and powder, which as a kiss consume, the sweetest honey is loathsome in his own deliciousness, and in the taste confounds the appetite. Therefore, love moderately, long love doth so. Too swift arrives as tardy as too slow. Enter Juliet. Here comes the lady. Oh, so light a foot. Will ne'er wear out the everlasting flint. A lover may bestride the gossamer that idles in the wanton summer air, and yet not fail. So light is vanity. Good, even to my ghostly confessor. Romeo shall thank thee, daughter, for us both. As much to him, else is his thanks too much. Ah, oh, Juliet, if the measure of thy joy be heaped like mine, and that thy skill be more to blazon it, than sweeten with thy breath. This neighbor air, and let rich music tongue unfold the imagined happiness that both receive in either by this dear encounter. Juliet, conceit more rich in matter than in words, brags of his substance, not of ornament. There, but... Oh, this is Juliet's voice part. Sorry. <clears throat> Conceit, more rich in matter than words, brags of his substance, not of ornament, but they are but beggars that can count their worth. But my true love has grown to such excess, I cannot sum up some, I cannot sum up some of half my wealth. Come, come with me, and we will make short work. For, by your leaves, you shall not stay alone, till Holy Church incorporate two and one. Exit. Act three. Oh, we're in act three now. <clears throat> Scene one, a public place. Enter Marcuccio, Banvolio, page, and servants. I pray thee, good Marcuccio, let's retire. The day is hot, the Capulet's abroad, and if we meet, we shall not scape a brawl. For now, these hot days, is the mad blood stirring. Thou art like one of those fellows that when he enters the confines of a tavern, claps me his sword upon the table and says, God send me no need of thee. And by the operation of the second cup draws it on the drawer. What indeed, there is no need. Am I like such a fellow? Come, come, thou art as hot as Jack in thy mood, and as in Italy, and as soon moved to be but moody, and as soon moody to be moved. 
And what to? Hey, as there were two such, we should have none shortly, for one would kill the other. Thou, why? Thou wilt quarrel with a man that hath a hair more or hair less in his beard than thou hast. Thou wilt quarrel with a man for cracking his nuts, having no other reason but become thou hast, hast hazel eyes. Would I but such an eye would spy out such a quarrel? Thy head is as fun of quarrels as an egg is full of meat, and yet thy head hath been beaten as addle as an egg for quarreling. Thou hast quarreled with a man for coughing in the street, because he hath wakened thy dog that hath lain asleep in the sun. Didst thou not fail out when a tailor for wearing his new doublet before Easter, with another for tying his new shoes with old ribbons? And yet thou wilt tutor me from quarreling. And I were so apt to quarrel as thou art, any man should buy the fee simple of my life for an hour and a quarter. The fee simple? Oh, simple. By my head, here comes the Capulets. By my heel, I care not. Enter Tybalt and others. Follow me close, for I will speak to them. Gentlemen, good den, a word with one of you. And by one word with one of us, couple it with something, make it a word and a blow. You shall find me apt enough to that, sir, and you will give me an occasion. Could you not take occasion without giving? Mercutio, thou consorts with Romeo. Consort? What dost thou make us, minstrel? And thou make minstrels of us look to hear nothing but discords? Here's my fiddlestick. Here's that shall make you dance. Zounds, consort. We talk here in the public haunt of men. Either withdraw into some private place and reason coldly of your grievances, or else depart. Here all eyes gaze on us. Men's eyes were made to look and let them gaze. I will not budge for no man's pleasure, I. Enter Romeo. Well, peace be with you, sir. Here comes my man. But I'll be hanged, sir, if you wear your livery. Mary, go before the field. He'll be your follower. Your worship in that sense may call him man. Romeo, the hate I bear thee can afford. No better term than this. Thou art a villain. Tybalt. The reason that I have to love thee doth much excuse the appertaining rage to such a greeting. Villain am I none, therefore farewell, I see thou knowest me not. Boy, this shall not excuse the injuries that thou hast done me, therefore turn and draw. I do protest, I never injured thee, but love thee better than thou canst devise. Till thou shalt know the reason of my love, and so, good Capulet, which name I tender as dear as my own, be satisfied. Oh, calm, dishonorable, vile submission. Alice Decana carries it away. Draws. Tybalt, you rat catcher, will you walk? What wouldst thou have with me? Good king of cats, nothing but unto one of your li- Good king of cats, nothing but one of your nine lives that I mean to take bold withal, and as you shall use me hereafter, dry beat the rest of the eight. Will you pluck your sword out of his pitcher by the ears? Make haste, lest mine be about your ears ere it be out. I am for you. Drawing. Gentle Mercutio, put thy rapier up. Come, sir, your passado. They fight. Draw, Benvolio, beat down their weapons. Gentlemen, for shame, forbear this outrage. Tybalt, Mercutio, the prince expressly hath forbidden bandying in Virona's streets. Hold, Tybalt. Good Mercutio! Tybalt, under Romeo's arm, stabs Mercutio and flies with his followers. 
and I'm afraid it is with that our hour is up. But I I request that um if you're enjoying this this uh, show so far, next week uh, on Friday, it will be airing at a different time. It's actually going to air at 10 p.m. to 11 p.m. and we're doing a Halloween special. Uh, the Jazzman Josh One Man Theater Show is proud to present the works of Edgar Allan Poe just to celebrate the spooky month. So, thank you very much for listening, and I look forward to catching you on the waves next week. Bye-bye. Hey, thanks for tuning in. You are listening to 88.9 WCVF, the campus and community voice of Fredonia. Keep listening for more of your favorite music, shows, and news. Catch you on the waves.